The question is, should we be turning our composts or not? I have been teaching people to turn the compost the Dr. Elaine Ingham way, the hot compost way, the super fast way. And as we've learned and we've all grown and we've all studied and we've done it and we've looked at it under the scope, it's very bacterial dominant. And so there's been this push and this uh, seeking by people who are compost enthusiasts to find more fungal dominant compost and more diversity at the same time. And so, and then there's been also this question about mycorrhizal fungi. Where does mycorrhizal fungi fit into this? So the, 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 the question is, should we be turning our compost is very interesting because there are two forms of decomposition, right? So there is fermentation, no air, and there's oxidation, air. And when we are aerobically composting, turning it, we're oxidizing it. And knowing about nutrient availability, you'll discover that things that are oxidized are outside the availability of plants. Plants like things slightly acidic. They don't like things great, so greatly reduced that they're like peat bogs, um, but they like things wet. They like things to have energy and organic matter to be present. Um, they like, there's an ideal zone, okay? And so, the thing is with these composts is that people didn't know why they were harming things sometimes and helping other times. Um, and that uncertainty and the inconsistency of the product has led a lot of people, especially farmers and commercial growers, to stay away from composts and compost teas increasingly. Um, compost extracts are hyper popular now because of this trend. Um, and uh, EM, KNF, um, extracts, uh, inoculants, knowing exactly what you're getting every time and the expected results associated with that, where people have headed. And, and one of the, the, the reasons why is because of this action of oxidation. And so the reverse has happened. People have started testing um, at a university level uh, bioreactors of compost. So they're static. They're like a Ingham compost except giant. And they're, they have long tubes that are perforated in them. I'm referring to the Johnson Sioux compost. Dr. David Johnson and his wife, um, they, they created this amazing static compost. That gets enough air. Every 12 inches, there's air. There's, there's, the, there's air. So there's a balance of oxidation and fermentation happening. And, and it, there, it, it feels like that first 12 inches of soil everywhere to the, to, to the compost. And it's dark. You know, you, you cover it and you leave it without turning for a full year. And there's the most biodiversity after one application, after years, every year, there's been increased benefit, increased carbon sequestration rates, increased nitrogen availability in the forms that the plants need.
so they can we can test the the plants for protein and and and, and nitrogen levels appropriately cycled, um, and and we can see that there's this huge benefit. So after one application of this, over or this is a year or longer compost that is just sitting there, not being turned. That had benefit that increased every single year, for five to seven years, and and and, and I, I haven't seen any updates of the studies, so I don't know if it's continued, or if they need to do another application. But the idea that every five to seven years you add compost, because it's so powerfully beneficial that it will increasingly benefit you every year, despite you doing it five years ago. Is phenomenal. I mean, what happens if we do that every year, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, the the, the 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 curve goes straight up, right? Uh, so, so I really, really want people to understand the whys behind things. But you're like, oh, now is this whole hot compost thing bad? Well, think about this. The reason we created it was so that we could have you know, safe industrial compost, so that they would do it at a certain temperature, so that they would pass, pasteurize. It's not pasteurization, right? But it, it, it's a it's a, a thermophilic. It's a heat temperature range that does kill and push out and um, and cause the thermophiles to digest. You know, all these kinds of different things happen, and it makes the pile more conducive for the life that we would like. Now there's a ton of different critiques that you can have out there on industrial, on commercial, on you know, large-scale municipal composting. That's fine, but that that that's what the whole temperature world. It was about getting gaining legitimacy, proving certain metrics of safety, and speed. And 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 one of the cool things about the the hot compost is it's like an ignition. And so you can like start the hot compost standard Elaningham style, and then slam it into wood chips, and then have that just start eating the wood, and then slowing, 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 and then you leave that for a year, and then you've got amazing fungal dominant compost the next year. And again, so we're using that technique. That technique's great, and then you could also make that hot compost. Though you lose a lot of nutrients as you oxidize, as it's locked into the atmosphere, um, you you could leave it after you do the hot compost. You could inoculate it. You could do some things to it that would allow it to be more fungal. That would allow it to be um, to swing out of the oxidized, and you could water it down with EM, and you could swing it out of that that range, or you could do your hot composting. With less turning and EM, and control that heat, control the nutrients so that well transform the nutrients so that you don't have that loss. There's no controlling the loss. There's no loss. You know, you're turning those nitrogen you know compounds that would be the heat for the most part into amino acids. That's why there's a cap at the heat at 130, 129, 131 range uh, Fahrenheit. Um, so so it's it's. There's a lot of options, 
But this idea that we have to turn our compost, it's like breaking our backs and, 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 and so hard and everything. Um, perhaps we need to revisit, we need to rethink. And we need to be looking compost as investments um, uh, for the long run. Investments that will mature over time that we then put in place and then their effect matures over time and exponentially continues so and, and grows. So I, I really wanted to share this and I've changed the way I'm doing tons of things. I'm moving very carefully through the gardening and soil building and inoculant process very, um, I'm doing a ton of different things, but I'm, but I'm very deliberate about everything and thinking a lot about everything because everything's different now since I wrote Regenerative Soil, my new book. It's changed everything, how I perceive the world, how I perceive health, how I perceive all plants, all soils, how I answer like all my questions about soil and plants, you know, in my course. It's an incredible new paradigm shift in soil science altogether, and I just feel very privileged. I, I, you know, it was wild. I put up a poll, asked folks what they wanted me to write on. They said soil. I said cool. I started looking into it and was like, oh dear, this is going to be hard. And then I was very lucky. I had incredible mentors and, and incredible Kickstarter support, so I had the time to get the right books. Um, and also, you know, to wade through the books that were in between me and that, you know, I read a lot of books and I was able to finally even double back to the books that I didn't understand and understand. And, and it was this incredible process that I eventually boiled down with the help of lots of experts, lots of peer reviewers, lots of scientists, professors, practitioners, agronomists, farmers, and researchers into visuals. Uh, so that we could we could share with the world what's really going on, and then people could download that that understanding of nature uh, in its raw form, and, and 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 see these connections, be able to communicate soil chemistry to soil biology, the biochemistry micro to macro. I want to talk to you about it because it's going to change everything with the way you see the world. It's going to be transformative, like, like learning about permaculture for the first time was transformative for me, maybe for you. And, and yeah, I'm going to have a free webinar this Thursday. Join us. If you can't join us live 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, there's a replay. So we have live Q&A, so it's really, you know, really fun for you to be there. But if you can't be there, I understand. We've got the replay too. It's all on my platform. Click down the link and sign up. You just log in and, and you can just comment and meet everyone and get excited, get connections, network, all of it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for caring about soil. I'm Matt Powers. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. And I'll see you in the webinar. 